Welcome to Daughter and Dad Podcast, where I talk with Dad about the birds and the bees in Episode 3. <laughs> I had the most terrible night's sleep last night. Oh no, me too. Yeah. All night long, I was trying to round off infinity. Okay, Dad, that's a great one-liner. <laughs> well, I was talking to my brother, Ed, yesterday, and he told me that he just started doing Botox. No Only way! one of us could keep a straight face. <laughs> Dad, those are primo. Those are so good. <laughs> Well, how you doing? I'm doing great. Now, I did not get a good night's sleep either, and this is not a joke. We adopted a new puppy, and that dog is keeping me up all night. Django is his name, O. <laughs> J-E-N-G-O. <laughs> and he came with that name and already responded to it, so we're keeping the name. He is part blue tick coonhound and all annoying. Last night, it wasn't him that created the problem. It was my two African gray parrots, Ramses and Maisie. Ramses hates Django and is scared of him. But Maisie loves him and wants to be friends. And Maisie, being the female, is the smarter of the two parrots. And she has learned his name already. So at 2 a.m., Django was fast asleep on his cute doggy bed. And Maisie starts saying, in my voice, because she is a perfect mimic, Django, Django, Django. And the dog got up and started barking and looking for me and running around the house. And the bird would not shut up for a couple of hours. So it was pretty crazy. I love the great outdoors behind you. What a beautiful tree. It is. No, it's over 200 years old. That's incredible. Like big, green, giant live oak. Wow. It's green all year long. That is glorious. It's like our mulberry in front, which we will get to soon enough when it's mulberry season. waiting for dad to reappear. We're having some camera issues today. A fox ran across his back fence and he tried to snap a picture of it. Then his phone froze. I'm blaming the fox. He's also been practicing his one-liners. There you are. There I am. I didn't run away. Well, Prue, you had such a great hack. You talked to me last week. You mentioned it because you stuck your hand in a cactus plant. I did stick my hand in a cactus plant. A nice big prickly pear cactus and a lot of the fine cactus hairs got stuck up and down my arm. And I tried to get them out with tweezers and I used a magnifying glass and the finest fancy pair of tweezers I have. 
and I couldn't get them nearly close to all. There must have been 200 of those cactus spines in my arm. So I got a big piece of duct tape and I stuck it right to my arm and I ripped it off. And it kind of hurt ripping it off, but it took almost every single spine off. I did that a few times and my hand was clear. Man. Yeah. I'd probably do that on my eyebrows since I don't have. Dad, I was thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how many shishito peppers did you buy yesterday? I bought. I'm estimating (laughs) two, three hundred individuals. I don't know how many come per bag, but there's probably, I don't know, 40 per bag, maybe. 30, 40, maybe 50 per bag. I bought four bags and I ate an entire bag by myself yesterday with hummus for lunch. <laughs> I had to sleep last night to go with my dinner. Oh, aren't they so good? I charred them the perfect black. They were so good. You got a spicy one. I did. I got a couple of spicy ones in that batch. Yeah, they say one out of 10 will be spicy. I looked it up online and I said... It depends upon the capuchin and the soil as to how many you'll get. So that's why they say you don't get too many, but you will get some. But they do have a nice, nice taste. This year, the wildflowers in South Texas are absolutely amazing because it has been a wetter spring. Yeah. And I make sure I look at them every day when I drive by them because I don't want to miss a minute of it, because they're only here a little while, and then they're all gone. Dad, they only last a blink of an eye. All the fruit trees just ended their bloom cycle. Oh, hey, speaking of fruit trees, I learned a fascinating fact. I have a mason bee house. Do you know what a mason bee is? It is- Not unless it's like a mason jar. No. No. They're native bees to North America and different kinds in Texas and New Mexico. And they're little black bees and they're solitary bees. They do not live in a colony and they will burrow into a hole that perhaps a beetle has dug out or an empty plant stalk and they will lay their eggs in there the first part of the spring the females do. And then the next spring, those bees come out. So these bees only live four weeks and their whole job is gathering enough pollen to store in these tubes with their eggs so that they can reproduce for the next spring. But they are the best pollinators in our area, bar none. Now your average adult fruit tree requires about 10,000 honeybee visits to pollinate. But it only requires six mason bees. Whoa. I know, isn't that nuts? They are the best pollinators. So I got a mason bee house. I actually got it at a thrift store, but you can buy them online. Looks like little cute alpine cabin and it has all these little tubes. And already there's about three dozen mason bees filling those tubes. Did the bees discover that or did you buy mason bees? Oh, no, they just discovered it. We have here in New Mexico, and I'm sure it's the same as Texas, we have over 11 
500 different species of native bees, all different kinds of bees. So you can make your yard a habitat for all of these natural pollinators and it just helps our ecosystem in incredible ways. One of the biggest things I've done is grown a lot of native and drought friendly, drought tolerant plants. The one that the bees like the absolute best is cat mint. Not catnip, but cat mint. It's part of the mint family. And cats do like it, but it grows these beautiful 10 inch high bushy plants with purple flowers. And those purple flowers, they keep regenerating all spring and summer long, late until November here. And they are one of the earliest flowers out. So right now, if you go in my backyard, to the cat mint. They are all loaded with so many different kinds of bees. The only fruit plant I have in my yard is a fig tree. And my figs are already this big, but they're all green. Yeah. So and you know, ripe figs around the middle of the end of June. You know what pollinates fig trees, don't you? This tree doesn't have flowers. They just grow right into figs. There's no pollination needed. There is pollination needed. And what happens is what creates a fig is a wasp bores itself into that growing fig and becomes part of the fig. Well, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. So when I bite in, I'll look out for my wasp. Yeah. Well, you're eating the wasp. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I probably won't get too many figs because I have competition with the mockingbirds. And oh. I don't mind if they win. Every year I figure the mockingbirds won, Ray zero, but that's okay. Well, what's going on there today in Albuquerque? Well, today in Albuquerque, I am going to go into the beehives and I am going to do what's called a split. I have one of my hives has developed about five queen cells. These are big growing bee buds that, that the bees grow into, the cells that come out of the honeycomb. And uh -huh. the queen cells are about two inches long, whereas the regular worker cells are flush in the honeycomb, but the queen cells extend out. And I'm going to take those queen cells out of the hive and put them into new bee boxes with several other frames of honey and some brood. That's other growing bees, but not the queen bee. The queen bee stays in her original hive. And these new little colonies are going to grow and become new beehives. Well, it's a really big week in San Antonio next week. It's Fiesta Week. Oh, and your fiesta is coming up! And all week long on the 28th, they close the schools. The town about shuts down because they have a three hour and a half parade downtown. And wow. it is an amazing parade. It just goes on and on with mariachis, high school bands, college bands, floats made of roses and all kinds of carnations and flowers. Wow. It's just an amazing parade. They actually name a king of the fiesta. And the king's yeah. title is El Reo Fe. Feo. El Reo Feo. The Ugly King. The Ugly King, exactly. <laughs> wow. Are, are you in the running? <laughs> no, I, I had to pass on that one. <laughs> My self-image wouldn't allow me. 
Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I don't drink tequila. Mm. I do love Mexican food. I think it's, because your... it's so close to Italian food. All the tomatoes and the beans and the everything cheese. else. That's how I grew up. So what is your favorite Mexican dish? Well, if I had a favorite Mexican dish, if I went out, there'll be fish tacos. Uh, I yeah. love fish tacos. And there's a restaurant here in town called El Daco. It's not too far from here. They'll bring you your fish tacos, but they have guacamole on that and kind of a spicy coleslaw on top of that. Then you have to ask them to make the guacamole at the table. Where oh. A large avocado, smash it up, and they'll mix in onions and tomatoes and hot peppers. It just tastes so good. And you look wow. at the chips that they bring with it, and you think, I shouldn't have the chips, but as Grandma would say, it's a special occasion. <laughs> Dad, every day is a special occasion around here. <laughs> so you eat them and you feel guilty or go to the gym the next day. That's right. And it's delicious in the moment. That just it's sounds delicious so in the moment, right. good. That sounds so good. You got it. You got it. Yeah. My very favorite Mexican dish is huevos rancheros, oh. which, ah. Uh, I love that. If you go out for breakfast, you get a couple of eggs over easy, smothered in New Mexican red and green chili. Christmas, when they ask you red or green, you, I always say Christmas, which means both. And it's on corn tortillas with barracho beans and usually potatoes here. We don't do the rice here in New Mexico. It's almost always potatoes on the side. It's so good. And I always ask for extra cilantro. Extra top. cilantro. <laughs> I like cilantro. I do too. I know some people, they taste like soap to them. I think mom was like that. She did not like it, did not care for it. Yeah. Not at all. But I like it. And I also know that it gets rid of any kind of bacteria too that's in the food. It does. It does. And I've read that it gets rid of intestinal parasites as well. So bring it on. <laughs> Get rid of those little little suckers, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Prue, do you think this is a wrap? Well, I'll finish with one more one-liner, if I may. Be my guest. I decided to fly up to my old hometown in Massachusetts, the place where I grew up. I went in, I knocked on the door and said, do you mind if I look around? I had to wait two or three minutes before my dad said, make it the last time. <laughs> now, actually, Dad, the really funny and sad thing about that is I can hear Grandpa saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. You'll tell me in. <laughs> Adios, mi amiga. Adios, mi papa. <laughs> que tengas un gran día. Hey, Dad, what questions do you want to ask the audience this week? What great one-liner have you heard? And what is your favorite Mexican dish? Hey, thanks for listening. And you heard, Dad, what's your favorite Mexican dish? And have you heard any great one-liners lately? Let us know in comments. And be sure to like and subscribe.
and check out our new website at daughteranddadpodcast.com.